You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and I'm doing this thing, a late post-game reaction, post-game show of the Memphis Grizzlies, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. We had a couple of NBA playoff series going on, two teams. Golden State looking to close out the Memphis Grizzlies and move on to the Western Conference Finals. And the Milwaukee Bucks were trying to close out the Boston Celtics to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. But the later game of the night and the game that I'm most concerned about was my Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Golden State Warriors. The Memphis Grizzlies went into Golden State, went into San Francisco, down three games to two, trying to win one game six in San Francisco and bring this thing back for a game seven here in the Bluff City in big old Memphis, and it just didn't happen. Golden State closes out the Memphis Grizzlies 110 to 96 to win their Western Conference semifinal series four games to two. And when I tell you this game was absolutely exciting, this was a ball game. Now, we can look at the final score and say it was 110 to 96. Warriors won by 14, but trust me when I tell you this. The game was just the game was not that close. This was a Memphis Grizzlies squad once again playing without their best player, John ja Morant, who's missed the last several games with the knee bruise. A game the Grizzlies won without him, and it's a game they lost without him. But this was a ball game. Now, everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people national media members going into this ball game was like, oh, Golden State going to blow the Grizzlies out. And that just was not the case. I know Shaq was on inside the NBA, NBA on TNT, talking about, oh, Golden State going to beat them boys by 30. It just didn't happen. People keep forgetting and not wanting to give the Grizzlies proper respect for how tough and how resilient they are. But this ball game, when I say this ball game was, was, was a great ball game, it was a great ball game. The Grizzlies, the number two seed, Golden State, the number three seed. Golden State stole home court advantage by coming to Memphis and still in game one. But when this game first started, Memphis Grizzlies were, go, were going at Golden State's head. Now, as I said, Golden State eventually wins 110 to 96, but the Grizzlies came out in that first quarter straight hooping, but the Warriors were straight hooping as well. Dylan Brooks. The enemy, the bad guy, the Golden State Warriors fans, because he calls Gary Payton the second to get hurt a couple of games ago. So he's the enemy in game two. So he's the enemy to Golden State Warriors fans. And uh, Dylan Brooks came out like he did not care. He had 12 points in the first quarter, three or six and three-point range. Dylan ended up with 30 points for the night, seven to 15 for three-point range. But the first quarter, they were just going back and forth. Dylan was knocking down threes hitting big shots. He had 12 points in that first quarter. Clay Thompson was like, Dylan, I don't give a damn about what you're doing with the Dylan Dallinger. Clay Thompson had 11 points. He went three for three from three-point range. Steph Curry had six. He knocked down a couple of threes. 
Desmond Bain for the Memphis Grizzlies. Seven points in that first quarter, but Desmond finally looked healthy. And Desmond played like the Desmond that the Memphis Grizzlies saw the entire season. Looks like he was finally healthy from that back injury, and Desmond came out straight up balling. Finished the night with 25 points, four of seven from three-point range, but Desmond was moving a lot better, and Desmond was moving like Desmond. But the thing about it, Mike Brown had to make a decision. Otto Porter was out with an injury. So the Grizzlies kind of be dominating everybody on the boards because that's just what they do. So Mike Brown made the decision to put Keevon Looney, big man, in the lineup. Now, I think afterwards he said it was the decision of Klay Thompson. It was their idea, Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, to start Keevon Looney. But you still got to give it to Mike Brown for accepting their suggestion because he didn't have to accept it. But that goes to show you how much respect they have for Mike Brown and how much respect Mike Brown has for those players because Mike, Mike Brown was acting as head coach once again because Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr is out because of COVID protocols. He's missed the last three games. And the Warriors went two and three in those games that Steve Kerr missed. And Mike Brown led them to a W. So Mike Brown took the advice of Steph Curry and Draymond Green by starting Keevon Looney, and it paid off immediately. Keevon Looney finished with 22 rebounds. 11 of his rebounds came in the first quarter. Now, this is a Grizzly squad that loves to gobble up rebounds with uh, Steven Adams. That's what he does. Jaron Jackson Jr. sometimes gets down there and gets rebounds. But that's what the Grizzlies do. They grab rebounds. But Keevon Looney, ins Looney inserted into the starting lineup, and it paid off. And that was a brilliant move by Mike Brown by listening to his vets. Because Keevon Looney is one of those dudes, he's not going to shoot the ball. You're not going to run any offensive plays for him. He's just going to play his role. His role was to hit the glass. And he hit it. And it paid off for the Warriors big time. Keevon Looney, out of everybody on the court, everybody that played well for Golden State, everybody that played well for the Memphis Grizzlies, Keevon Looney was the single most, most important player on this on the basketball court for each team. It's because what he provided. Four points. As I said, he finished with 22 rebounds. 11 of those offensive, 11 defensive. So 11 plus 11 is 22. He helped lead the Warriors to, they finished the game. Golden State finished the game with 70 rebounds. Let me say that again. Golden State finished the game with 70 rebounds. The Grizzlies have 44 rebounds. That is a huge discrepancy. Golden State has 25 offensive rebounds. Several possessions. They got three, three shots on one trip down the court in which they eventually hit. And a lot of times they eventually hit a three because you cannot give Golden State three chances on one trip down the court. And that happened more often than not. And more often than not, the Warriors were knocking down the three. And they were hot. They were hooping, but it was a very good game. Dylan Brooks showed up and showed out. Desmond Bain showed up and showed out. Jaron Jackson Jr., not so much. Kind of a quiet night, 12 points and four rebounds. He wasn't in the paint enough. Steven, Ab Steven Adams 
suffered a little, he suffered a couple of injuries. He was thrown to the ground one time by Keevon Looney. Then he came down. I think he came down, looked like he twisted his ankle. I don't know what he twisted with Draymond. He had to limp to the uh limp to limp to the locker room. But he's usually in the paint. He still had 10 boards, but his 10 rebounds really wasn't that effective. They didn't really cause any damage. He had four points. But Golden State just dominated. But as I said, this was a very good basketball game. Grizzly season coming to an end after a very great season. There's only so much they can do without their superstar, all-star John Morant. Now, during the regular season, the Grizzlies went 20 and 5 without John Morant. So they know how to play without John and they know how to win without John because they've won during this postseason without John. But it's times like now. When you get in the postseason and you need a player that can go make his own play, that can make something happen. And I knew Dylan Brooks, he, he, he had a good offensive game, 7 to 15 from three-point range, 30 points. But he's not Ja. Ja's one of those who can get a dunk and energize the entire squad because he plays with that swagger. He plays with that confidence, and they were missing him. And it's hard to not have your star going against a championship franchise with three stars and you don't have your star and it was tough but as much credit as I have to give to the uh, 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 to the Memphis Grizzlies for playing a tough game and there are no more victories but playing a tough game without their best player and having an outstanding season got to give it to Golden State because they wanted to come in and close out they did not want to come back to big old Memphis so now they don't have to come back to big old Memphis unless they want to come back in the offseason which they can if they can if they want to, because I saw a picture of Clay Thompson riding a bike into the inside the arena. So Clay Thompson, you're welcome to come to Memphis at any time, man. They got a nice little we we call it the Shelby Farms Green Line. People go there and ride their bikes. You're more than welcome to come to Memphis and ride your bike, Clay Thompson. You're welcome, Draymond Green. I like you, man. You're good in the hood. Trust me, I'm from Memphis. I'm from Big Memphis. I'm from the inner city. You good in the hood. You can come hang out with us because we were playing bump. We were bumping whoop that trick in FedEx form when, when we was whooping y'all tricks. And you was bumping and whoop that trick. I saw you chopping it up with John Moran after the game. So maybe you were saying you're going to try to come to Memphis during the offseason when y'all finish playing. So come on, you good in the hood. Because the hood like you, Draymond. A lot of Grizzlies fans don't like you, but they don't like you because you play for another team and you play tough in your ass. Be doing some dirty stuff, though. But since you be doing it against our squad, a lot of Grizzlies fans don't like you, but you all right with me, man. So you come to Memphis to kick it anytime. Steph Curry, you just, you one of those, you good, you good anywhere. You good anywhere, because I know you know how to cold switch. So it's hard to dislike you, Steph Curry. I mean, it's just, it's hard to dislike you, man. Even when you flopping, it's hard to dislike you, dog. But it was a good game. But as I said, Golden State needed to come out and be physical, be more physical with the Memphis Grizzlies and not get pushed around, and that's exactly what they did. Because Kevon Looney was a presence in the paint, dominant in the paint. I want y'all to think about this. Now, dude had 11 rebounds in the first quarter. 11 rebounds in the first quarter. It's only 12 minutes in a damn quarter. So he came out with attitude. He took advantage of the opportunity to be placed in the starting lineup, and it paid off for Mike Brown. It paid off for the Golden State Warriors. They didn't need Steve Kerr this game. 
And now they're moving on to the Western Conference Finals where they'll face either the Phoenix Suns or the Dallas Mavericks. But if you missed the game, you missed a good game. Because at the end of one, they were going back and forth. The Warriors end up leading 30 to 26 at the end of one. Then you go to the second quarter. The Grizzlies went on a 14-0 run at one point. They had 51 to 44, but the Grizzlies missed their last 10 shots. So while they was missing their last 10 shots, the Warriors went on a 9-0 run. Had a two-point lead at halftime, 53 to 51. Dylan Brooks had 18 at the break. Clay had 17, Steph had 14, and we know what they ended up with. Clay added 13 on top of that 17. Steph added 15 on top of this 14. And they got a dub. And it's really they did the damage in the fourth quarter. Because in the fourth quarter, they really got hot. Hit some shots. Got the crowd going. Got their juices flowing. And they rolled. They outscored the Grizzlies 32 to 19 in the fourth. And that was it. Outscored the Grizzlies by 13 points in the fourth quarter, won by 14 points. But that's how you close out. In the closeout game, at home, the closeout quarter of the game, that's how you perform. That's how you step up. The Grizzlies were playing hard. They were playing tough. They had a lot of shots that just weren't falling. And when Golden State, when their shots start falling, it's pretty much over for your ass. Pretty much over for you. And now they move on to the Western Conference Finals and the Grizzlies come on back to the crib. Taylor Jenkins talking after the game, talking about how proud he is of his team, his staff, and everybody, his personnel, everybody involved with the Memphis Grizzlies, and he should be. And also Grizzlies general manager Zach Kleiman named NBA Basketball Executive of the Year, just 33 years old. So salute to him. Salute to the Grizzlies. Salute to the Golden State Warriors. I mean, it's a very, it was just a very interesting, entertaining series on series on the basketball court and off the basketball court on social media. A lot of nasty things were said from Grizzlies fans. A lot of nasty things were said from Dub Nation fans. A lot of people lost sight of the fact that, damn it, this is just sports and entertainment. I mean, there were some nasty things going back and forth on both sides, but luckily. It seemed like it kind of calmed down over the course of the last couple of days and everybody got back in focus and realized it's just sports and it's entertainment, man. Calm down with all that damn disrespect. We can trash talk one another and have fun, but that's all it is. All that racist stuff, there was some racist tweets that came out of Memphis, mean, racist, nasty tweets that came out of Dub Nation. None of that was called for because you just had two teams going at it. Two teams that gave us a nice six-game series, and it was entertaining. The games were relatively close. One game, the Warriors beat the hell out of us, 142-112. to 112. Then another game, we beat the hell out of them, 134-95. to 95. But it was a good, competitive series, and you got to salute. When John Morant was playing, he was outstanding. When he wasn't playing, the Grizzlies were outstanding. But they need Ja to go any further and do bigger things than this. But it was good to see Desmond Bain healthy back out there looking like Desmond Bain. Finally looked like he was recovered from that back injury. 
and he balled out 25 points, four of seven from three-point range. But I still can't get over the damn 70 rebounds Golden State ended up with. 70 rebounds, Draymond Green, 14 points, and his ass don't even like to shoot. Draymond Green finished with 14 points, but not only that, he snapped, he pulled down 15 rebounds. Draymond Green was playing with that dog in him. Andrew Wiggins hit some big shots for them. He had 18 points. He went three or five from three-point range. So they got some nice play from their nice players. They, they got some big shots and some big buckets from their big-time players. Like what you need to happen. They were fully locked and loaded without Otto Porter, but they were fully locked and loaded, and the Grizzlies were not fully locked and loaded. But they went at it anyway. Played their ass off. Just wasn't enough. But damn, still, 70 rebounds. God, damn, they pulled down. Golden State pulled down 70 rebounds. Grizzlies just 44. 70 damn rebounds. So salute to Golden State. They move on to the Western Conference Finals. As I said, they'll face either the Phoenix Suns or the, or the Dallas Mavericks. So they close out the Grizzlies four games to two. So they sit back and wait to see what's up with Phoenix and Dallas. Now on the other side, the Eastern Conference semifinals, Boston and Milwaukee. Milwaukee at the crib trying to close out Boston and win that series four games to two. And you would think, even though as well as Boston been playing, you would think the Milwaukee defending NBA champion, they got the best damn basketball player on the face of the earth. Not the earth, but on the face of the earth in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And once again, Giannis played like the best player on the face of the earth. Giannis in a closeout game in Milwaukee. Straight balling, straight getting his big boy on. 44 points, 20 rebounds, 6 assists. But Boston and Jason Tatum was like, man, I don't give a damn how much you think you big born. Boston went into Milwaukee and got that game. 108 to 95, and it was an impressive, impressive win. A lot of people have Boston picked to win the NBA championship, but they were on the brink of getting their ass sent home for good. On the road in Milwaukee against the defending NBA champions, playing against the best basketball player on earth, hostile crowd. Needing to win, and they won. And the big reason they won, their young royal, their young superstar, Jason Tatum. Because so, as good as Giannis Antetokounmpo was, for 44-20-6, Jason Tatum was getting his hoop on. I mean, Jason Tatum has a full game. I mean, Jason Tatum can do it all. Jason Tatum went off for 46 points. Nine rebounds, four assists. He hit 17 of the 32 shots he took. He won seven to 15 from three-point range. And he was, I mean, Jason Tatum can do it all. He can take you off the dribble and yam on your ass. He can pull up in your face and, and, and sprinkle a triplet in your eyes. He can go around you and pull up on the mid-range. He plays great defense. He's active. He has long arms. He plays hard. That, that young fella is a superstar. That young fella is impressive. That young fella can take Boston all the way to the championship. 
Like Giannis took Milwaukee all the way to the championship last year, but the problem with Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks this postseason, what well, this series, they were having to play without Chris Middleton, their second best player. He hasn't played this series, but yet still, Giannis almost led the Bucks to it. Really, really would have been an upset over Boston, but he just didn't have enough goons with him. Jason Tatum has some goons with him. He's a goon. Marcus Smart is a goon. Marcus showed up. He had 21 points, seven assists, five rebounds, eight of 16 from the field for Marcus, five of nine for three-point range for Marcus. And Jalen Brown stepped up, 22 points, five rebounds. They were the only Celtics in double figures. But that was all they needed. And Giannis and Jason Tatum put on two of the best individual offensive, well, just individual performances in NBA playoff history. To see them young Royals going back and forth like that and trying to lead their squads, leading their squads and just being monsters out there. And Giannis is just a grown-ass man. It's just nothing you can do, do, do. He bullies his way to the court. He, he bullies his way to the rack. And he Euros without Euroing. Giannis can literally go from half court, take three steps, his ass is right at the rim. That's how long he is and how long his stride is. But he just didn't have much help. Pat Connaughton came off the bench, gave him 14 points, knocked down a couple of threes. But that was about it. Drew Holiday, no relation because he spells his name with just one L. He has 17 points and four assists, but that wasn't enough. Giannis needs somebody else to at least give him uh, uh, mid-20s. He needed somebody else to rock with him. But it was just him. And it's tough. It's tough for Milwaukee to beat Boston anyway when Boston, just like Golden State, Boston is fully locked and loaded pretty much. Robert Williams is second. He didn't play. Robert Williams didn't play because he was hurt. So they're not fully locked and loaded. And Al Horford had an off day. He only had two points, but they didn't need him. Jason Tatum was on automatic. Jason Tatum had that red dot. If y'all don't know what that red dot is, ask somebody what that red dot is. He had that red dot. He had that red dot pointed at the rim, pointed at them nets, and he was connected. And Marcus Smart is just one of those smart, good basketball players. He seems to step up when he needs to step up. Now, he got his ass ripped. Drew Holiday ripped his ass the last two possessions in game five that helped Milwaukee win, that helped them get an opportunity to go back home and close out. But Marcus Smart stepped up big in game six. Now, that series is tied at three games apiece. And both of them trying to wrap that up in a game seven while the Miami Heat just sitting back chilling because they've already advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals thanks to their series win over the Philadelphia 76ers. So they're done. So they're resting. Now, Boston and Milwaukee, Boston and the Bucks, trying to get there. But good competitive series. This is the kind of series I expected from these two squads. Bucks big. Celtics tough. Emmanuel Doku playing his ass, I mean, coaching his ass off. And when you look at you look at the stats, the Bucks dominated the points in the paint, forty-eight to thirty-four. That's because though that's because Giannis though that's where he works. He works in the paint, so that's on him. 
Bucks won the rebounding, 49-42. That's Giannis. Giannis had 20 of them. But all those stats don't matter. Only stats that matter is the points. And the Celtics ended up with more points than Milwaukee, 108-95. to So now that series is tied at three games apiece. They go to a game seven in Boston. So we shall see how that goes. And one more thing. Uh, Titans rookie quarterback Malik Willis. I think he finally discussed. Uh, they had, they in rookie minicamp, so he finally discussed what Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill said about when they asked Ryan Tannehill was he going to mentor Malik Willis, and Ryan Tannehill said, "No, that's not his job." And Malik Willis under, understands that. And let me say, it's not Ryan Tannehill's job to help somebody, teach somebody to take his damn job from him. I don't know where reporters, I don't know where people get that from. Just like being on your job, somebody has been hired and you know that management and this person is looking to take over your job, but they want you to mentor him to get him ready to, to take over your job so then they can fire your ass and they can put him in. It's the same thing with quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are competitive. They're not selfish when they like, no, I'm not going to mentor you. You can watch me. You can watch how I work. But what the hell? I'm going to give you tricks and, 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 and tell you what to do and show you what to do in order to take my job. Malik Willis answered the question and responded to that very maturely. He was like, yeah, I understand that. Ain't no problem with me and Ryan. He said he and Ryan are good. Ryan said, yeah, you can watch me. And if by watching me, you get better, but don't expect me to tutor you. And he's right. They don't make any damn sense when people say that. What's the quarterback? Is he going to mentor the younger quarterback? Hell, why would he? That's why Tom Brady used to tell quarterbacks, hell, no, I'm not mentoring you. You better, you better get it where you get it. We're competing. They're competing for jobs. So I don't blame Ryan Tannehill for saying that. And I applaud and salute the young royal Malik Willis for having the right attitude and knowing not to take it personal because it's not personal, this business. They're professionals. They're professionals. Now, when I was playing for the Rams, we had a veteran running back, Harold Green. Harold, my guy, that's my dude, HG. Former pro bowler with the Bengals. But he was a veteran running back. And we had a rookie running back. I was a rookie, and Lawrence Phillips from Nebraska, he was a rookie. But HG kind of took LP under his wings and, wings and tried to tell him and show him how to be a professional, what to look for, and how to be an NFL running back. Kind of ment mentored him on the field. And that was solid of him, but he didn't have to. And professional athletes don't have to mentor and, and, and get somebody else ready that's trying to take that damn job. They're competing. So I just wanted to address that. Y'all got to stop that. Damn quarterbacks ain't got to mentor nobody and bring nobody on and help them uh, uh, take their goddamn job. Hell no. But anyway, before I get out of here, great game, great season, Memphis Grizzlies. Y'all came up short. But Memphis and Golden State, thank you all for a nice competitive series. It was some nice, nice basketball. John Morant, get well, young Royal.
just new knee breeze, knee, uh, knee breeze, uh, bruise. So thankfully, it's not anything serious. So get well. Yeah. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday, and I am out. Yeah.